in today's show. Let's look at some players who are overperforming and underperforming. So therefore, they might be buy low or sell high fantasy basketball trade targets. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Also, thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Let's talk buy lows and sell highs. Remember, a lot of the time with trades, um, you you make mistakes by doing them, by going too hard on them or being too eager to trade. So it's about looking, seeing if you can get the value, but not necessarily doing it. A buy low doesn't mean buy the player at what you think they're going to become. A sell high doesn't mean trading them away for what they were pre-draft. It means you try and extract value. If it doesn't work, oh well, you just move on. You keep the guy who's performing well, you leave the guy who's performing poorly on another team, and you and you just don't do anything about it. Um, had a lot of people telling me, yeah, was we were looking at trades that had been done for these players in the past. Oh, these are taco leagues, Josh. These are unrealistic trades. So I'm going to do it a little bit different today. I'm not going to go through trades that have been done. Like, oh, those trades are unrealistic. They would never happen. That's what people would say. Now, to counter that, they were literally trades that did happen. And I do sort through those trades to find the ones that are not realistic in the slightest. And you might tell me, you know, in my league, this won't happen. But there are plenty of leagues where weird shit goes on because people react too quickly or overvalue or undervalue things. And that's the sort of things that I was trying to point out. But what I'm going to do today is just talk about why these players are uh, undervalued or overvalued at the moment and sort of what we can do with that. So let's, uh, let's talk about that right now. I'm going to start in Miami with some sell high options, or one sell high option in Miami, and it is Kyle Lowry. He's the 25th ranked player over the last two weeks in category leagues. He's 48th in points leagues over that time. All right, 25th is obviously awesome for Lowry. We've seen him in the past be a top 20 player, but that was years ago. Right, I don't expect him to be at this level. Lowry, I expect to be for the year in like the 45 to 60 sort of range, probably more 50 to 65 sort of range. So he's obviously outperforming that at the moment. So how's he doing it? Well, he's hitting 67% of his two-pointers. He's also playing 37 minutes a night, and he's a guy that's had consistent injury issues, especially as the season wears on throughout his career. So that 67% two-point number, you can 100% expect that to drop off. And when that drops off, as we saw at the beginning of the year, when he wasn't even a top 100 player, yeah, his value does tumble. So I think what the idea is, is what do what's he currently doing? 25th ranked player. What do I expect him to be? 50 to 65. Where's like an okay um, middle range in terms of who you get back in a trade? You're never going to get a top 25 guy back, but you also don't accept him back for a top 60 player. Maybe you look, you split the middle. That's generally a good rule of thumb. So if I can get like a top 40, 45 player back in a trade, I do it. Otherwise, I ride out the hot streak for Lowry. 
And that's generally what you should be doing. In you know, Look at what are they currently doing? What do I think they might go back to later on and try and split the middle there to you know upgrade? You're not going to upgrade 40 spots of value on Lowry, but you might get 20, you might get 15, and that's at least worth looking into, especially for an older player playing 37 minutes a night who has had significant injury problems that are wear and tear related uh, throughout the course of his career. And I think that is something to look at. Next one, we look at Miles Turner. And the number one thing we can look at with Miles Turner, of course, I think to begin with, is he's the fifth ranked player in category leagues. And I don't think anybody, even Miles Turner, wouldn't be expecting that. He's been great. He's only doing it in 31 minutes a night. He's 22nd in points leagues as well. And historically, he has not been a good points league player. So there's obviously something happening that's elevating the, the numbers up. 31 minutes a night, that's not gigantic. So what is it? Well, it's 59% from the field for Miles. That's really elevating his numbers. That's 67% from two-point range and 53% on his three-pointers. He's hitting almost three threes per game, so he's attempting about six per game. He's also blocking almost four shots per game. So there's two gigantic outliers there, the three-point percentage and the blocks. They will come down. Now, Turner's the 19th-ranked player this year. It's realistic that in categories, it's realistic he could finish there. In points leagues, he's 42nd. I think you know, probably a more realistic outcome for Turner is in the 25 to 30 range in category leagues and the 45 to 55 range in points leagues. And where he is at the moment, all right, if I think he's going to be 30th, he's currently 5th. If I can get a top 20 player back, a top 17 player back, a second round guy, maybe like a Fred Van Vliet, maybe a Bradley Beal, but again, they're very different type of players. I would I would be considering doing that. Look for that underperforming top-end player and see what you can do. That's the way you should be attacking that, I think. Tyrese Maxey, we elaborated on him yesterday. And I think you could see where this was going, that he'd be in the sell-high show. And here he is. He's the 31st-ranked player over the last two weeks in category leagues, 43rd in points leagues. They are numbers which are obviously astounding. He's averaging 20 points per game in the last eight games, but he's doing it in 40 minutes per night. He's doing it shooting 48% from three and 53% from the field. Now, I think Maxi has locked up the starting point guard job until something happens with the Simmons situation. Milton will not take this job. But 40 minutes... And 48% three-point shooting is not a realistic expectation for Tyrese Maxey. Nobody should have that level of expectation. You shouldn't expect that from anybody, really. 40 minutes and 48% three-point shooting. Honestly, nobody will do that. So there's going to be a decrease. What do I... Look, Maxey's the 49th ranked player this year. Even that, I think, is too high. I think you should be looking at him, assuming he starts all season, as like 75th to 70th best player, like best case scenario. I think with some of this drop-off in shooting, maybe like 80th or 90th in points leagues. And you compare that to where he is now. So 31st, like if I could get a top 60 player back, maybe a Tyrese Halliburton, I I would consider that a top 70 player. Yeah, that's maybe going, that's not quite good enough in terms of a sell high value because there is a chance that they just ride the shit out of Maxi. 40 minutes a night and 48% threes is not going to continue. But I would be looking in that sort of a range, the 50 to 60 range in terms of a trade in a category league, 55 to 70 range in a points league, and try and get that guy back in a deal. Um, I want you guys to let me know what you think of this, the, the way that I've changed up the buy low, sell high sort of 
approach in terms of I can't give you specific targets and that's even though I did just mention a name there it's very hard to do that but and I can't tell you go and find this player and trade this player for this player that's just not like that's it's too much spoon feeding to begin with but it's also just not how fantasy works it's about trying to work out how and you know how your team works better than mine and what categories you need as well and I think that's uh, super important to be able to understand those differences Today's show is brought to you by Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete slash someone like me, Theragun, so much shade in the copy here. Um, don't You're just trying to make it through the day tension-free. Theragun can help. It is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. Giggity! And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Giggity! The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Maria Sharapova, Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, and thousands of customers. So try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. Okay. Let's go to your mate, Ted Cruz's son, Grayson Allen. Over the last two weeks, now I'm going to admit, Allen started off really well this season and then dropped off. Right, and I said, I, I don't really see how it persists long-term. And then, of course, Chris Middleton caught COVID and Grayson Allen timed the increase in minutes and usage with just going absolutely ballistic. And his numbers are through the roof. I didn't think there's any chance of this happening. also didn't predict that Middleton would catch COVID. Um, he's the 42nd ranked player in category leagues, Grayson. He's 92nd in points leagues. I don't think he's even going to be a 12-team league guy when we head back to this in December. So what's happening? 31 minutes a night is going to be tough for him to maintain, I would believe. Middleton returns. DiVincenzo eventually returns. He won't play 31 a night, and he won't have the same usage. And that usage is only 20%, but that's fine. When Middleton, Giannis, and Drew Holiday, and Brooke Lopez are out there, he might get 18, 17, 16% usage. He's hitting 51% of his threes. So there's three things right there that are going to drop off. In a points league, yeah, he's 92nd because his game doesn't translate as well to points leagues. He's averaging 28 fantasy points there. I think he's more of a 22, 23 fantasy point player. And he's probably not going to be a top 150 guy. In a category league, where do I see him yeah, falling? Maybe like a fringe one, top 130 player. And given where he is, if I can get any sort of top 100 player back in a trade, I do it. Even if it's a short-term loss for me, until Middleton might be back on Wednesday, but you know, until DiVincenzo returns, which maybe is in three, four weeks, even if it's a short-term loss, uh, by the time we hit Christmas, I don't even think he's going to be a rosterable player. I could be very wrong on that, but I don't think he's going to be a rosterable player come Christmas. So if I can get a top 100 guy, take a hit now, I'll happily do it. I'll also happily consider selling off Dennis Schroeder, who is the 58th ranked player in the last two weeks. He's 77th in points leagues. How is this happening? Well, Jalen Brown is out. There's your simple answer. So he is playing 32 minutes a night. That's more than he was getting like 27 to 28 a night before. He's got a 29% usage. Jalen's you know, 28 to 30% usage is gone. Someone's taking it up. It's Shredder. 
and he's averaging 20 points per game. It's not like he's doing it on outrageous percentages. 47% from the field, 95 from the line. That's pretty outrageous. 32% from three, though. He's not doing it on sky-high assists, four assists. He hasn't had a single block. He's averaging 0.7 steals. It's not like those numbers are up, but it's these things. It's the 32 minutes and it's the 29 usage, which I think he'll find hard to be able to maintain. Schroeder, I think, can be a 100 to 120th sort of ranked player this season. He's 58th in category leagues. I get a top 75 or top 80 guy back in a deal. I'm okay with it. In a points league, it's a little bit different. He is 77th, averaging 31 fantasy points. If I can get anyone averaging like 29 fantasy points for him, I think that's a win. It's a short-term loss, but I think it's a long-term gain. And that's sort of the range that I'm looking for with uh, Dennis Schroeder. Let's look at buy low players now. This guy is not a very good NBA player. He is not a star caliber player. He is not an all-star upside player, in my opinion. And his name is Cousin Kevin Porter Jr. So Josh, if you say all those things, why is he on your buy low show? Because I do expect him to be significantly better than he currently is. Significantly. Because over the last two weeks, Kevin Porter is the 207th ranked player in category leagues and 96th in points leagues. I think like there is a chance in a points league he could he could crack the top 80, 70, 60, 30 points per game is a possibility. So why is this happening? Number one, he's not that good. But number two, even though he's not that good, these percentages can't stick this bad. 35% from the field is just an atrocious number. Tony Roten's looking at that and going, man, you suck. That's how bad that number is. Um, he's got to be better from the field. And that's, of course, percentages impact so much. He's only averaging 13.7 points because the shooting is so bad. 24% from three, 42% from two, and only 66% from the line. Like he could go from being like asshole level of shooting that that number to being just mediocrely piss poor and be a 42-71 guy hitting 31% of his threes. And it's a gigantic upgrade. Like he can go from being worst in the league to being just bottom 25%. And it's a gigantic win. He's also only averaging 5.4 assists because his teammates in Jalen Green and the crucifix Christian Wood, who we might hear from soon, to be honest, they're not hitting shots. So that number can go up as well. The biggest problem is is the shooting. And again, he's he's not that good, but there's got to be an improvement coming in terms of in terms of those shots going in. He, he just cannot be. I refuse to believe that he will be this bad. He also averages an astonishing 10.5 potential assists per game. So that's where you have some faith in those numbers going up. He's averaging five assists, but only but 10 potentials. And normally you get a 50-50 ratio is about right. So that pushes you to seven and a half to eight assists per game. When some of the shots finally start to go in for some of these other blokes... And that gives you a gigantic bump as well. Tie that in with percentages. And this is why I think he's a hold. You would never hold the 207th ranked player if you expect him to be there, but I don't. So I look at him. If I can get him for my two worst players in a trade, I think he can cross the top 100. If you're punting field goals, I think he definitely can. If you're punting both percentages, it's top 80, I reckon. 
So if I can trade my two worst players for him, I would do it. Speaking of the crucifix, Christian Wood's been also really, really poor. It's it's no surprise that, you know, I don't think Christian Wood is a long-term future star either. And I don't know if he remains on this team. He's 162nd over the last two weeks, but 47th in points league. So that should give you some understanding of, of what's actually going on here. He just cannot hit anything. 15 and 12 are not bad numbers, but 45% from a field who from a guy who historically has been very, very efficient and 46% from the line. This guy was a 74% career G League free throw shooter. It did drop off last year to like 67%, but 46 is abominable. He's had a lot of um, off-court, uh, I wouldn't say mental issues, but behavioral type issues. And he's had pouting situations already this year. Is this impacting his free throws to that degree? Surely it improves from there. He's also, for a guy that used to block a lot of shots, not blocking any shots. 0.7 blocks, hitting 28% of his threes. This all has to improve. It won't all stick this bad. So I think Wood can still go back to being a top 80 guy and top 50 if you're punting free throws. 162nd in um, category leagues. Like Again, if I can get, send my you know a guy ranked 110th for him, I would do it. In a, in a points league, I know he's 47th, so I, I think he can be way better than that. I think he'd be like a top 30 player. If I could send a top 50 guy for him, I would uh, I would probably I'd probably be doing that, I would say. What I would also be doing is, instead of going to a local chain auto parts store for uh, parts for my car, I just go straight to Rock Auto. There's no point going to one of those local chain auto parts stores because they're just going to charge me more money. Who wants to do that? RockAuto.com is a family business serving online do-it-yourselfers for the last 20 years. Whether it's brake parts or tail lamps or motor oil or even new carpet, Rock Auto has everything you need for your car or truck. So go to RockAuto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. We're back. We're better than ever. And BetOnline has a new web interface to make all of the great props and contests and odds there available for you. So, it's a number one spot for all basketball and football betting. Why don't you go there, check out the new design, and sign up. If you use our promo code LOCKEDON, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing and UFC, and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all of the great offers they have for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's move on to the next guy. And if you want to hear more about this guy, I do suggest checking out Locked on Paces with Tony and Adam. They've got all of the thoughts on the paces. Another paces guy. We've already talked Miles Turner today, but you can get some more thoughts on the paces with Tony and Adam at Locked On Paces. And we're going to talk Karis Levert, who has returned from his back injury a couple of times. And it is it is a little bit of a risky buy low for him, but I think it's worth mentioning just how poor he's been. And I bring this up because I had multiple people in the last couple of days ask me whether they should consider dropping him. And when I get that happening... If I get one crazy thought like that, I go, you're crazy. But if multiple people say it, I mean, it means people are panicking, right? And they're worried about what he's doing. And they should be because 38% from the field is shithouse. 64 from the line is dreadful. 22% from three is atrocious. He's also playing just 29 minutes a night. He's the 194th ranked player in category leagues and 83rd in points leagues. Is he a good shooter? No. 
He did improve his free throws last year, but that's a half-season outlier where he has never been good at that before. But 38 from the field should be 42 to 43. 64 could be 69 to 73. 22% from three should be 31 to 32. 29 minutes will push to 32. Is there a lot of risk associated with Levert? Yeah, with his back and other injuries, no problem. But I think on a per-game basis, this guy should be hitting top 70, if not top 60 numbers in a category league. And in a points league, yeah, top 50 numbers. So again, if I can get him for any player who I think is not a top 100 guy, or even like a top 90 player in a category league, I do it. In a points league, he's 83rd now. If I can get... If I can trade him like straight up for someone around that area, assuming the risks are there, if he does play through, I can get 40 spots of value in a deal like that. Let's talk Cade Cunningham in Detroit. It has not been a smooth start for Cade. I think that is fair to say. Um, He's had some shooting issues, as you can see. He's the 142nd ranked player in category leagues and 126th in points leagues. I think in a points league, he's going to be able to hit the top 60. I think in a category league, he's probably going to be able to hit the top 70 as well, or maybe even top 60 there too. 33% field goal is dreadful, right? It's really, really poor. This is over the last two weeks. But he is hitting 93% of his free throws. He's at 26% from three and 41% from two. So obviously field shooting has been a problem. But why I put 26 usage there, that is massively encouraging. For him to come in as a rookie, have 26% usage right off the bat while not shooting well, should give you huge hope. He's also only at 3.2 assists. Now, part of the concern, I guess, with him in college was that where are the assist numbers for a guy who's a point guard? Why are his assist numbers so low? And and that's here again. He's averaging 7.6 potential assists with three assists. So maybe we can look at, that's over the course of the season. Maybe we can look at this jumping to four and a half to five the usage might actually go up. And even if he is a bad shooter, 33% should improve to 42%. So again, a top 100 player for Cade, if I could if I could extract him for a top 100 guy, people dropped Cade Cunningham. Right? So if he's dropped, he's an automatic ad. But, and the people that held him probably have more you know, diamond hands than others. But if I can get him for a top 100 guy, yeah, sign me up. I'll do it. The last player for us to talk about is Lonzo Ball in Chicago. Lonzo started out this season really well. He had some stretches of top 20 play. He's not there at the moment. 92nd in category leagues and 95th in points leagues over the last two weeks. He's averaging under 28 fantasy points. I think he's like a 31 fantasy point player this year. I think Lonzo's a top 60-ish sort of player in categories. Why is he this low? 36% from the field and 17 usage and four assists. So not only is he not taking shots with a low usage, but he's also not getting assists, and the shots also aren't going in. But it's not that the threes aren't going in because he's hitting 47%. He's at 21% from two. So we expect the threes to come down, but Lonzo can be a 39-40% three-point shooter. Literally no one is a 20% two-point shooter. That is going to improve. He's also taken zero free throw attempts in his last seven games. That's Rajon Rondo-esque. Zero. So that's going to improve. It has to. He has to take a free throw at some point. The assists, they might not hit Pelicans levels, but five plus should be okay. The usage, maybe that sticks at 17. That's fine. But 36% field goal should jump. The two-point numbers are going to jump. The free throw attempts are going to jump. And he jumps back to being a top 60, maybe top 50 player. So if you can get him for a top 75, top 80 guy, 
I would absolutely be doing that. That will do it for today's Buy Low, Sell High show. Let me know what you thought of the way that I changed that up. Do you like it? Do you prefer the other one? Tell me in the comments below. And follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Give it a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.